My name is Lily Madden, and I'm a proud Aranda, Bunjalung, Kalkadun woman from Gadigal country. The Daily Oz acknowledges that this podcast is recorded on the lands of the Gadigal people and pays respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander nations. We pay our respects to the first peoples of these countries, both past and present. Just a heads up, this episode deals with issues surrounding mental health. If you need someone to talk to, you can give Lifeline a call on 13 11 14. Good morning and welcome to The Daily Oz. It's Monday the 1st of May. Yep, you heard that right. We're in May. I'm Sam. I'm Zara. The government has announced it will allow hundreds of common medicines to be prescribed two months at a time instead of one. Now, the scheme is supposed to save both patients and the government money, but pharmacists are concerned it will impact them and their customers. It breaks my heart that I have to cut staff and they can no longer provide these extra services to the community. It's, I think, going to actually cost the healthcare system. We'll tell you what you need to know in today's deep dive. But first, the headlines. The first dedicated state-by-state poll on the voice to parliament has shown the yes vote is just in front overall on 51% across the nation, with 34% of Australians say they would vote no and 15% still undecided. There was also a majority of states who had a majority yes vote. The poll of 15,000 Australians was commissioned by the group behind the Uluru Statement and executed by research organisation YouGov. National Cabinet agreed on new measures to support the Australian healthcare system and a new financial sustainability model for the National Disability Insurance Framework at a meeting on Friday. Healthcare measures include improving after-hours primary care and expanding the number of nurses in the workforce. PM Anthony Albanese called the meeting very successful and said they'd convene a special meeting later in the year to discuss more reforms for the healthcare system. Police have arrested a 25-year-old Sydney man over the alleged assault of a referee at a football match in Sydney southwest. The referee remains in hospital with a broken jaw, whilst the team supported by the perpetrator, the Greenacre Eagles, has withdrawn from the entire season of the local competition. And the good news, a new quarterly report from the Australian energy market operator has found that renewable energy generation increased by 11% on last year's levels. It also found that gas-fired energy was at its lowest levels of generation for the January to March period since 2005. The government's announced that over the course of a year, from September 1, it will allow hundreds of common medicines to be prescribed two months at a time instead of one, all at half price. The scheme hasn't been welcomed by pharmacists, though, and the Pharmacy Guild of Australia in particular has been really critical. Okay, so Sam, before we get into what makes this policy actually contentious. I do think that we need a bit of background. I mean, I think I do at least. A lot of this comes down to how our drugs are priced. Can you just explain how it all works? Yeah, well, I think the most important piece of this puzzle is to understand the pharmaceutical benefits scheme, and that's the federal government scheme that subsidises medicine. Now, for medicines on the scheme, the government caps how much a patient has to pay for a medicine and pays the gap. But that's not it. When medicines require a prescription, the government also subsidises the GP consultation through Medicare, as well as paying pharmacists a fee for supplying them. 
Now, some people, including those on the age pension or job seeker recipients, also get a concession discount on top of those subsidies. Okay, so that's how the system has worked until this point. How will it work moving forward? What was this new announcement? So for over 320 prescription medicines, the government will, starting from September, allow doctors to prescribe two months at a time if it's appropriate for the patient. There's going to be a staggered release of what drugs this is available for. But basically, the double dose will be available for the same price as a current single dose. So effectively, your prescription just got a 50% off sticker slapped on it. Now, for a typical patient, this is going to mean savings of up to $180 per medicine each year. And a patient with a concession discount will save up to $43 on top of their already subsidized prices. The government now is going to save on GP consultations and pharmacist fees. And it plans on using all of those savings to invest back into community pharmacies. And remember that point. I'm going to come back to it later. Okay, so by all measures, this is really changing quite a bit of how we do access drugs at the pharmacy. Does there seem to be support for this change? Well, GPs seem to be on board and the Royal Australian College of GPs, they say the scheme will save patients money and time. Now, for the AMA, they say it's terrific news and they added it would take the pressure off the health system. I guess in that sense, it means that people could have to go get scripts from their GP once a year instead of twice. And you've got to put that in the context of something we've talked about a lot on this podcast is how hard it can feel to get in to see a GP at the moment. And perhaps this scheme will free up some space for them. Okay, GPs are on board, but I can imagine that pharmacists would see it fairly differently. What do they say? Well, there's been some heavy criticism from pharmacists. The Pharmacy Guild of Australia, which is the peak body of pharmacists in the country, criticised the proposal. They said it would guarantee medicine shortages and create what they say was a Hunger Games standoff between patients. Now, what this means is they imagine a world where patients are getting double the medicine that they need, while other patients are getting nothing. I think I'd add there, Sam, that it wasn't just the Pharmacy Guild that was saying that. When we uploaded this piece to Instagram, there were a lot of comments, people who, you know, with chronic illnesses or so on that that need medication saying that they were worried about this very issue too. That was definitely a sentiment that came through when we put the post up on Wednesday. And on Wednesday, we also got a DM of a video of a pharmacy owner explaining his concerns about the reform. So we thought we'd reach out to him to hear what he had to say. Uh, My name's Ben Galuzzo. I'm a third generation pharmacist in the Riverwood community in Sydney. Currently, Me and my dad operate two pharmacies in Riverwood. One is a community pharmacy. One is a aged care nursing home specific pharmacy. Give me a sense of, at a top line, what your concerns are with the government's proposed scheme. So there's a few issues, but if I had to go, the the biggest issue is I see this as a cut to healthcare and a cut to a lot of pharmacy jobs. The PBS system is quite confusing. Yeah. Every time someone brings in a claimable prescription, the government pays us a dispensing fee for dispensing that medication. The dispensing fees make up about 80% of our income. Right. If that gets cut in half, I have to cut my staff in half, my services and the hours I operate just to stay open, just to make rent. Pharmacies will go bankrupt from this. I care about my staff so much, but it's just sad. Like it's either sack half or go bankrupt. It's my two options on the table. It sucks. And so what impacts do you think it will have on customers? Well, the knock-on effect. So I have to cut my staff in half 
just to make rent. I do no longer have the time to provide basic services like blood pressure checks, blood glucose checks, spirometry, medication interaction counselling, the time to do that, free deliveries. So many things that we do, it's hard for younger people to understand, but that we do for the community that there is no service charge. The customers come in and I said, how are you going? And he's like, not good. I don't know the point of life anymore. I've gone, crap. I, I went to his house, sat with him for two hours. Right. Like there's these extra things that people coming in, we have the staff and the capability to provide these extra services. It breaks my heart that mm. I have to cut staff and they can no longer provide these extra services to the community. But it's just one facet to this 60-day dispensing, all the knock-on effects. Like it's going to actually, I think even actually cost the healthcare system because we can't provide basic first-line health. We can't do blood pressure anymore. They have to go to GPs. GPs cost a lot more than pharmacists to the healthcare system. When I chatted to Ben, I could definitely sense his distress. And for a family-owned business, I imagine this change could be really disruptive. Now, in saying all that, the Federal Minister for Health and Aged Care, Mark Butler, was really keen to emphasise last week that the government will also be investing in the community pharmacies like Ben's. Now, they say the government will save about $1.2 billion over the next four years, and they're going to invest that money back into the community pharmacies. The minister also said he's keen to see pharmacies continue to deliver the broader community services and that he values them highly. So moving forward, we'll have to wait and see whether this support promised by the government will be enough to alleviate pharmacists' concerns, and it is definitely something we'll keep an eye on. If you need someone to talk to, you can give Lifeline a call on 13 11 14. Thank you for joining us on The Daily Oz this morning. If you learned something from today's episode, don't forget to hit subscribe so there's a TDA episode waiting for you every morning. We'll be back again tomorrow. Until then, have a great day.